This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Vital Zone podcast for Monday, October 26th. S&P futures are trading off about 31 points. That is about 90 basis points. NASDAQ futures are off a similar amount, about 90 basis points as well. The major European indices are getting hit pretty hard. The broader SXXP index is off about 60 basis points. Um, and then the SX5E index is down about 1.5%. Most of Asia finished in the red. Um, the declines are relatively small, though, and there were a few pockets of outperformance, including mainland China. Hong Kong was closed. So just circling back to Europe, that is primarily the main driver of this morning's somber tone in trading. So I think two major developments in the last 24 hours are causing the soft price action. You have in Europe continued explosion in COVID cases, as well as the U.S., um, and you are seeing governments enact incremental mitigation steps. You had Italy and Spain, both on Sunday, rolled out a variety of different measures aimed at containing transmission of the virus. So again, you are seeing countries avoid the wholesale lockdown steps that were implemented back in March and April, but you are seeing them still taking action now um, to, to, again, to combat the virus. Um, and while you are avoiding those wholesale lockdown steps, you know incrementally these step these actions now will will add up to um, you know having a damping effect on growth and sentiment, which takes us to the other big piece of news this morning, which is SAP. So SAP had out earnings last night for Q3, and then they're cutting their guidance for this year, um, and they're citing um, you know a softer rebound than they had hoped, and they and, and they reference again these these incremental lockdown steps that have been enacted throughout Europe. So SAP shares are trading off about twenty percent in Europe. The overall tech index in Europe, which is getting hit about five percent, most largely due to SAP. Now you can make the argument that SAP is suffering from secular headwinds as they lose share to um, you know more modern software companies. You know again, the same problem that you're seeing uh, that afflicts IBM and, and others. Um, but you know I, I think that SAP is is much too large data point just completely ignore, um, and that's obviously going to have a deleterious effect on um, just sentiment, and that's that's weighing clearly on markets in Europe and the U.S. So those are the two major incremental developments um, for trading this morning. As far as the other big kind of buckets of macro news, you're really looking at very much the same story as from Friday. So on the political front, again, Biden has a very strong poll lead just a week before the election. You're continuing to see explosive early voting figures. So clearly the election has been underway now for several weeks. You have not seen any major new polls since the last debate. Um, the few minor polls that you have seen have not shown any shift um, in in Trump's favor. So again, clearly on track for a Biden victory at the White House. The Senate is still a lot closer than the national polls for the presidency are suggesting. Democrats still have an edge um, for the Senate, but like I said, it's it's not nearly as definitive as the White House polls are are pointing to. Um, on the COVID front, again, you have cases are are exploding higher in Europe and the U.S. You had a couple of records set in many different countries, including the U.S. over the last several days, and you are seeing the the incremental mitigation actions get taken. Um, but you also do have a lot of vaccine hope. So Pfizer has been talking about that how they could have preliminary data out before the end of October, which means if if they are going to 
Um, if they're going to hit that target, they should have an announcement in the next couple of days. So markets are obviously very focused on that. You had the J- Johnson Johnson AstraZeneca trials receive permission to resume in the U.S. on Friday. So you have all the vaccine trials are back um, on track at this time. So Pfizer is supposed to be number one out with data, followed by Moderna sometime in November. Um, and then AstraZeneca J&J uh, could have information out by the end of the year. Keep in mind, the AstraZeneca trials have been moving forward internationally um, you know, for the last several weeks. It was just the U.S. arm that had been halted. So it's unclear if AstraZeneca will release data out of any of the international trials um, in which case they could be out uh, relatively soon as well. The monoclonal antibody treatments of the Lilly trial remains on hold. The Regeneron um, trials are still moving forward. The FDA could have an emergency youth use authorization announcement concerning one of those treatments um, within the next couple of days. So you still have medical progress being uh, taking place against COVID, but you also obviously still have um, you know the pandemic clearly whatever, whichever wave you want to refer to this most recent one as, um, you know, it's clearly um, still uh, gallivanting across um, several major economies on the planet. Um, No major economic data this morning, just the German IFO index doesn't have much relevancy, I think, for trading. Um, No major monetary, uh, monetary policy headlines out. You do have a few meetings this week, including the BOJ and ECB. I don't think you're going to see any major policy shifts. Obviously, the ECB will be asked a lot. Lagarde will be asked a lot about um, incremental actions that they could take, given that you are seeing cases mount, that you are seeing um, that these will likely lead to, uh, to to act as a headwind for growth going forward. You know, I suspect she'll reiterate a lot of the same language that she's been using now since the start of the pandemic, how you know, bond buying programs will have further capacity to increase. The ECB is not out of options, et cetera. Um, It'll be interesting to hear the language around negative rates. The ECB has sounded reluctant to drop rates further into negative territory. Um, You know, if they were to reverse that and then talk about how they can drop rates further into negative territory, that would be a headwind for bank stocks, obviously. Um, You also just a couple of other items this morning, um, you know, just looking out on the calendar for this week. This will be the busiest week of earnings season in terms of volume. So even though we're, we're now several weeks into the Q3 season, this week we'll see an enormous number of companies report, including several U.S. tech giants. Um, I put out previews yesterday for about 37 of the biggest companies. Um, so be sure to check that out on the website. That will be the main focus this week as far as, um, you know, I, th- I think as far as major news is concerned. Obviously, anything coming out of the election, any polls, et cetera. But, um, you know, like I've been saying for a couple of weeks, I think the the presidential election definitely um, the die has been cast. It's just a question of kind of the trying to figure out the um, Senate outcome. Uh, again, no nothing on fiscal stimulus before the election. I, I I would hope that at this point in time, that's that's very clear. You're going to see more headlines. Um, you know, Pelosi, uh, Pelosi and Mnuchin are still talking. Nothing is going to occur before the election. Um, what happens after the election again will come down to the control of the Senate. Really, um, you know, you are going to see incremental stimulus. It's either going to be a trillion or more, um, but again, it's going to come down to what happens uh, on the election. Um, and that you and just quickly, you have the last kind of major U.S. economic data points before the election this week, both Thursday morning with Q3 GDP and then the final jobless claims figure. Um, it's supposed to be a very strong GDP report, so huge decline in Q2, huge snapback in Q3, about 30% in each, so down 30% in Q2, up about 30% for Q3. Um, you know, I don't think this will really alter the trajectory of the race. Um, and again, I think most investors have kind of moved on from Q3 anyway. It's just a question of now figuring out the extent to which 
this latest round of uh, this latest surge in COVID cases, the extent to which that's going to weigh on growth in Q4 and beyond. So that is everything for today. Um, Thank you for listening.